Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... David Thomas. We love you guys. We're right back at you. I'm just going to pretend that... Which is... I'm not in the room. Why I say yes every time I'm invited to come back. Don't do that. Oh, out of duty. This is... What? Is this number five? This is... Is it five, Dave? Sixteen? I don't know what number. I just need you to both say... No one's been on as many times. Even if that's not true, oh, I no, want you to know say it. Okay? I, was, <laughs> I was about to make that same joke. Dead gummit, we're avatar We're slowly turning into the same person. Um, folks, right now, you you're, driving, you're driving across a little bit of a chilly the tundra. Wherever you, the Grand Canyon. For that one guy who was like accidentally clicked on ours because he was looking for dude perfect podcast and got in the D's and yep. then he hit Dadville. Yep. Um, and you heard the dulcet tones that you think, is it, is it true? Is it all, is it happening again? Please say it's true. Yeah. And it's it is. True. You it's, can hear the learnedness <laughs> in the voice. You can. The degree. Yes. The degrees. The degrees. Yeah, there we go. The books. <laughs> the books. The hour. Of, the 10,000 hours. our mayor, we love him. David Thomas is with us once again. Mayor of Dadville. And... You know, David. So, 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 John and I were talking before this, and and we we love having you on all the time. This time, uh, it it I, I was telling John, it's going to start a little bit like a dear Abby because we have we have questions pertaining particularly to this time of year, to the to the Christmas season. Yeah. So you know, th- this is like we were really excited about having you on because I just feel like. This is like a really tricky. It feels like a little bit of a booby booby trapped sort of like season of life with kids because it's you're a like, real booby time. <laughs> it is. I mean, should we edit say? that? Should we leave that? If and in? double it? Yeah. No. Let's leave it. <laughs> let's leave. Let's leave it. But you know, it just feels like you know uh, this being December. You know, it, it's it's fun. The kids are out, right? It's like they're out of school. You're doing all the holiday things and whatever. But I've just noticed as our kids get older. It's like, it's tricky, right? And so we thought it'd be great to have you on like it always is. And this time to think more about specifically this season. So like how, how do we do this thing? So I, so I'm going to, this is, this will be my first letter to dear David, dear David, long time listener, first time caller. I, I'll start us off. Here's, here's what I'm, and I should probably say this is, you, you know, from Daystar, we love you here in Nashville. You guys, what you're doing. If, if y'all don't know who David is, please look it up. He has a million great books. I'm just assuming everybody knows at this point. They see right. you driving yeah. in the parade in the Cadillac with it, the, and they smile and you wave. You and Sissy just sort of do the do the. I had a friend. This is a true story in college. I'm not lying. One of my friends, Katie, if you did like the sell, what would you call this to the people that can't see what I'm doing? Yeah, I was just thinking that. How are we going like? If you put this? your hands together. And then you like and then you kind of do it, yeah to the ear, left shake it it's like you're making ear. a cocktail but it's the it's celebratory. like the way everyone celebrated in the medieval times I guess <laughs> okay I don't I'm know not, it's listen, so outdated I'm telling you, <laughs> you I was saying as you drive by in your Cadillac doing that you know but people can't see it but true story Katie my friend in college got mad when you did this and it sounds like I'm making that up but she would make your hands go down why? and we never figured out why but it was my favorite thing because you go Katie she'd be like, stop doing that <laughs> it was probably trauma um. Her parents won too much, and she couldn't take it anymore. Um, okay, so my so my dear David would be this: as we think about coming into the holiday season, the Christmas season, how do we think about all of the free time and what we would call, and what I've learned from you is dysregulation. Like, are you proud of me right now? Very how, always. So, so for all of us who are listening that, that are thinking about this with our kids. What is the word of wisdom you have for those kind of like two or three weeks, which is equal parts fun at the beginning because it's like you get to sleep in and we're watching movies maybe at one o'clock on a Wednesday or, you know, you're, you're going to the mall and it's just fun and fun. But it seems like there is that time where it turns into Lord of the Flies and all of a sudden, you know, you're kind of like, I don't, you know, why is it dark down here? You know, you, you don't, you can't, it, did my kid make a spear out of a stick, you know, and why is he about to throw it at me? It just feels very, mm-hmm. it just gets out of hand, you know, how do you, what, <laughs> do you have words of wisdom for that season? Like, how do you do that? I have a word, oh, but, I love but this. let me first say this. 
it's so good to be back with the you two guys. of you. This is what and, you and this do. banter, this back and forth is why I continue to say yes. Where else could I go and have this kind of experience? Don't so do that. Don't always do that. yes. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. And and just to be clear, I am the person who's been on the podcast the most, besides <laughs> the two of you, correct? Just Absolutely. to make sure we're all clear on that messaging. Okay. Crystal clear. Okay. So the word that I would say to that would be grace, hmm. to extend grace for that, for, for this reason. One, because I think that always happens. In fact, I could almost predict... When I think about coming together in meetings with parents, I could almost predict what the themes are going to be kind of (laughs) mid-December. The themes are going to be late December and what they're going to be early January. And that will be a primary theme in early January, the Lord of the Flies. And and what's important to note about that is, you know, for for anyone listening, particularly those of you who have kids, I would say pre-12, like kids in that space developmentally just crave so much structure and ritual and sameness. Wow. It's it's why we even structure our early elementary learning environments in the way we do. You know, where else on the planet would a human being go where you hang your backpack in the exact same cubby, we wash our hands at 9.55, mm-hmm. we have a snack at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is so ritualized because we know kids thrive in that routine and ritual. Mm. And none of us as parents can duplicate that. And the beauty of the holidays is we don't have to, and it's it's this spontaneous time where we get to stay up later and we get to watch movies and wear our pajamas during the day and all the great things, which is so much fun and so good for a while right. until it's not. Right. And it's not that we did anything wrong or we made the party last too long. Like It's just that reality that because that craving is what it is, you know, that spontaneity is going to expire at some point and kids are going to crave it. And that's when they start falling apart. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, when when we think about even that basic practice of, OK, let's back up bedtime a little bit in August before school starts back or late July. Like I would really want to encourage families, extend grace to yourself to enjoy that time and then think about how you could slowly start to fold back in some ritual and routine. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be waking up at the hour that you would leave the house to go to school on January 2nd, right. but I would be thinking in the direction of how could we fold in some rhythms and routines and rituals in a way that starts to feed that part of who kids are and I think help us function better as families too. Yeah, that's great. I love that. So if, so for anybody who has kids pre-12, which Dave and I both are there, you would, in general you would say, like, hold on, enjoy a little bit of the non-structure, but, like, implement the structure more than maybe you think you would need to. I would. Even when, and this this will feel tricky, even when kids are pushing against it, like, why can't right. we stay up late and watch wow. 30 more minutes? Like, there's there's a time and a space to give into that. And then yeah. I think, you know, we all kind of know we're going to pay a price tomorrow. Hmm. Like, here's what that will look like on right. the other side. And so maintaining as as many routines and and folding in as much structure so you, you I think you just made a really fascinating point and and I, and I want to circle back just to make sure i understand this you because you do want it to be that for a, a moment you don't you know i think my temptation i could i could easily think like oh well then the minute they're out of school let's let them have some fun but we need to keep some things but that's not you do want it to be fun you want it to be free-flowing you want it to be spontaneous because that really is how we think of holidays that's why it's a break yeah you know but which is good for me to hear because I think if I'm not careful, I could be like, oh, so I bet we just need to keep the routine going to some degree. But I love that what you're inferring there is just like, no, it needs to kind of be crazy and have some fun. And again, PJs all day and yes. whatever you know they want to do. So it feels different and it's more, more of a memory that way. And then at some point, you know, as John and you both said, just slowly kind of bringing back a little bit of a rhythm as school starts to kind of loom a little bit. Absolutely. That's good. That's really helpful. Well, I think that's up for us. Is that um, <laughs> that's all I needed to hear? Yeah. It was so good to see no, you I, both I, again. So I've got my little dear Abby letter here, but before we get there, because I know that I'm asking this for me, and I know I'm not alone on this. Like screen time, no, I'm, how, I, that's a great. I'm glad you asked. How this. much? Like when you said grace, that's great. My my initial thought with grace was like, okay, give myself grace. I'm picturing myself. The day that they go back to school in January, and I look back and I and I think, ah, oh, what a failure 
of like they were just on their screens too much. They were on, they were watching too much TV. I mean, that to me as a parent is a is a that's one of the top things that I'm thinking about. You know, when it comes to sort of just the day to day grind of parenting, I'm always like, how much sugar are they eating? How much mm-hmm. screen time? Would you say in general around this time, like let yourself, you know, give yourself some slack as a mm, parent yes. there? Absolutely. And avoid the temptation to go to that place of thinking, I failed as a parent because I let them be on screens way too much of right. the time, as opposed right. to this is a break hmm. and there are exceptions to rules. Yeah, no different well than said. long car trips or plane rides or seeing it in some of that exact same way. Yeah. We don't want to let them sit for 12 hours in front of a screen, but right. we know they're going to have more screen time as a part of it. So 12 is the number. That's what John and I are taking Is it important, this may be a redundant question, but is it important to let them know that this is an exception? Or do you feel like they pick up on context clues? I think it's great to be clear in that communication. And within that, I want you all to think about something we call passive and active watching. So passive watching with screens would be like, we're going to watch a movie together as a family. Active watching is we're going to play video games. Mm -hmm. And one's not bad and one's not good. But, you know, when we look at some of the research in terms of how kids' brains are impacted, there is a lot to be said for the differences in those two when kids are going to watch a movie for two hours versus when they're going to be on a video game for two hours. And so I would lean farther into passive watching and let that be a great time when we're watching a lot of movies together as a family. And there's also some game time or there's for those with teenagers, some social media time, but thinking about if we're going to elongate the opportunity and give kids more time, really lean hard into more of that. Because the other ingredient that comes with that is, connection you know we're we're laughing together yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a conversation after the movie's over so yeah. i would i would pay close attention to that you know this is this is a tangent here but somebody was mentioning the other day uh that colleges now have like uh i think they called it esports video games esports like teams and they're like scholarships oh my gosh and i know you can you can like hire coaches wow to coach you and, and they're all i didn't know that and you they're can, all 12 <laughs> hey guys, I'm going to teach you more how to do a rock building on the thing. <laughs> Roblox is really not the greatest one, does it? <laughs> um, but so when you brought that up, the active and the passive, I thought you were going to go a different direction. But it, 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 I wonder about the video game thing. I know when I was a kid, there was a time that I was way into video games. Thankfully, I mean, I, I don't want to... I hesitate to say thankfully. I'm glad that I don't I don't see any appeal to them now. I don't have any um drive to play them. If I know Dave's a huge gamer, <laughs> so I don't want him to feel judgment right now. I mean, just so into it. <laughs> but I wonder if is there any sort of redempting redemptive qualities to some of these video games like the video games where they're like building little cities and things like that is that uh are there some redemptive qualities there? Absolutely. And and there are certainly games that lean farther into learning, and there's opportunity for kids to have connection. Mm-hmm. Now, within that, I would say be really careful because I think there are a lot of kids, I would say boys in particular, that will argue down that as their primary source for connection. Like, but that's the only time I'm with my friends, or that's the thing we love to do the yeah, most. Yeah, that's and, great. Right, and right. I hear that, and I want to give you some opportunity for that when it's age appropriate. And I don't want that to be your primary context for connection. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, even thinking back to where that question started, when I think back on the emergence of different gaming systems, and I think all the way back to my growing up, this will date me and the Atari, you know, there was really no movement involved with that, which is where I actually got really excited when the Wii came on the scene because yeah. there was yeah. so much movement yeah, around yeah, that. I mean, you could engagement. work up a significant sweat playing yeah. oh. Yo, you remember, you remember the Nintendo track pad? and field? Yes. Was that what it's called? The power yeah, yeah. pad or whatever? Yes. Oh, yeah. I would be like at a at a sleepover, just drenched in sweat. Well, just that's just the... assumed. Sure. Any and sleepover. Power pad came. <laughs> I literally think, I don't know a sleepover I was at. It's like at that age where I was somehow just sweating from right. whatever. Yeah. 
It's a really intense time. It is. A lot of social things A lot happening. of things are happening right. emotionally, glandularly. Well, and you know what's interesting, you all? Not only did I hear, you know, more reports from parents around movement-based experiences. So not, let's mm-hmm. not just talk about the Wii, but movement-based gaming experiences. But I also always heard more stories about connection too. Like, mm. you know, families would be like, we laughed so hard when we did dance party. We, you know, those oh, are yeah, the things yeah. where yeah. we just, we don't hear those stories in the same way, yeah. which yeah. is another element of where I think the experience is so different at yeah, this point. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Johnny, Dave. look at you. Oh, good you, morning. You're glowing. Good what, morning. What's, Thank you. Yeah. You would not believe how luxurious my sleep was last night. Dave, I feel like a million dollar bills. Well, I feel then like a trillion dollar bills. Whoa. Because my evening between the sheets of sleep was even better than yours. Okay. Want to know my secret? Competition. This, yeah. this woke me up. Ask me what my secret is. Well, listen, let's let's both reveal reveal our answers. I'd rather do both of, if we can. Let's I reveal love them. That. Yeah, yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. One, One two, two. Three Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set because it's temperature-regulated and incredibly soft. Wow. wow. Okay. You know Cozy Earth? I know Cozy Earth. I love Cozy Earth. Reinvent your sanctuary with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding collection. From pillows to sheets and blankets, indulge in the ultimate luxury. Uh, sleep with confidence, guys, thanks to Cozy Earth's generous warranty. Luxury bedding essentials that provide peace of mind and endless comfort. Make Every night, a five-star experience with Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced, temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding. Mm-hmm. CozyEarth.com is where dreams come true. Your destination for the softest, most luxurious sheets from cashmere blends to timeless textures. They've got it all. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Visit CozyEarth.com and get up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code DADVILLE. That's CozyEarth.com and get up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code DADVILLE. Dave. Best. John is the best. Dave. He is the best. Better Dave, than the rest. Dave. Dave's also great. Hey, <laughs> Dave, real quick. Don't yeah. even think about it. Okay. What's the easiest choice you can make? Paper, not plastic. G- the non-smoking no. section. Come on, Dave. Uh, so- switch the tracks so the volley only hits the one guy. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Okay, what about selling on Shopify? Uh, I feel like that's the best answer yeah. because Shopify yeah. is the global comments platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. I can't remember that yeah, back in 07. So Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, alliteration. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. everywhere. From, I knew you were going to say that. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, whenever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. I can do alliteration too. With the internet's <laughs> best converting <laughs> checkout, 36%, Dave. You yeah. don't believe it, but it is. 36% better on average compared to the other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic your AI-powered all-star. Now, what I love about Shopify is that you can grow your average order value with the Shopify Bundles app, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can create and sell product bundles with ease. Yes, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash dadville all lowercase go to shopify.com slash dadville now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash dadville so dear david um, my whole la- uh, letter just says Santa. <laughs> dot 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 question mark. <laughs> um, Say, we're we are at the age where, with our girls, where there's you know 
there's maybe one of them is sort of clued in to what's happening. The other one is very skeptical, you know, and what's the, is there sort of a, a age appropriate time to sort of let them in on the, on what's happening here? Dave, I'm not sure how much you know here, so I don't want to spoil something for you. I'm sad, but I don't know why. <laughs> There's a feeling of impending doom that I can't explain right now. <laughs> I mean, we felt it recently with uh, Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Like, Livy yeah. lost a tooth, and she and she'll say things like when we say, are you going to leave it under your pillow? Are you going to do you write a little note or... And she she wrote the sweetest little note because she wanted to keep her tooth, this last one that she lost. She really wanted to keep it. And so she wrote to the tooth fairy saying, can I please keep my tooth? Mm. And But then she said before she went to bed, she was like, I mean, I'm right, I wrote it to the tooth fairy slash you guys. So we're mm. like, do you know about it? It's this weird feeling for me where it's like, we're we're just lying to our kids, but it's fun. But and hopefully they'll be cool with it. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on like? Feels when... what, I'm, what I'm reading into is you're saying those things aren't real. Okay, Dave, would you mind just letting David and I yeah. talk for a minute? <laughs> I, I've sw- honestly I haven't listened too much so far, but I'll just continue <laughs> on that trajectory. And Santa slash elf elf on the shelf. Elf, we don't do elf, elf on the shelf. Elf. Elf on the shelf. Well, it's funny, just just quickly to piggyback on what John said. It's when I asked Andy today, I said, "Hey, David is coming on." Is there anything you want to ask that has to do with holidays? And John and I were talking this before. This is the other thing. She, this is like she was like Santa, like, and and, and you know what to say. She had she said what to say, not to say, when is appropriate to tell them. Uh, you know, is there an age appropriate time? The elf on the shelf thing. So like John, it's not you know. Annie was this was like her big thing to ask because this is the time, like the two of us, the Barnes family, the McLaughlin's family. We're kind of, we're in this time right now where it's like. You know, those days are maybe yeah, yeah. moving Cresting the hill, us. yeah, yeah. And you might be like, dude, I don't know. Just it's based on the kid. Who knows? But, but if you use scripture, it's going to hurt my feelings. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you left me hanging with that story. What did you say in response to her? You know, the tooth fairy or you guys? I, I didn't. You didn't touch that. You touch just that. stood still. Yeah. <laughs> because, it's because they, they have, especially Luke, our oldest, has for the last couple years, she'll just straight up ask us about Santa. And I'm like, we really try to plead the fifth a little bit. Because I I remember when I was a kid and I realized that Santa is my parents. I didn't want my parents to know that I knew because I just loved the whole thing. I loved the tradition of it. I, you know, I didn't want the magic to die, you know. And so I kind of feel that for my kids, I'm like, it's so cute. I love the whole thing. I want, I don't want you guys to be so old now that you don't leave cookies out for Santa. It's just, it symbolizes them being young and innocent yes. for me, you know. I'm so grateful you said that because I want to come back to your knowing that desire of, I didn't want the magic to die. Yeah. Mm. But I will say first that we're wading into some deep waters here. If if we're going to talk about Santa and Elf on the Shelf, like oh wow, look at this! You know there there are strong schools of thought around this. In fact, I laugh at how controversial I think talking with kids about sex and Santa can be. Like those two are like <laughs> hot topics right there, and so there are that's, a lot of strong opinions. Of episode, I was, oh and, my gosh! Please Santa. don't Google that. By the way, do not get that dot com. There are this strong dicey, opinions. David. There this strong... is a re-election year, Mayor. You may want to tread lightly. <laughs> oh, my God. Why do you think he's being so hot topic? He's trying to get the headlines, man. <laughs> so I would say, in response to that, backing up a step to even bigger picture than I think the, the conversation around Santa or the Tooth Fairy would be that I think maybe one time we talked before about how, and this is a good reminder of how Kids have this internal barometer, and that cues them to ask the questions that they need to ask. Yeah. When they're ready to ask them. Yeah, yeah. And we can make the mistake as parents of jumping in front of that. 
Or let's say they throw oh. out something and we jump on that mm. and start giving mm. a lot of information mm. when they may have wanted to ask for about a quarter of the yeah. information. Yeah. So yeah. I would we just answered like four more questions. There it is. We're coming, but they just asked one. There it yeah, is. Yeah. And so I would say next, I think you could always turn that back to them to get a better sense of how much they know or what they're really asking. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what do you think about Santa? Yeah. And I think a lot of kids in that moment will say things like, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Tell me more about that. But some kids will say, I don't think he's real. When did you come by that? You know, or when did you start having those kind of thoughts? I think there are different questions that we can ask that allow us to kind of tease out exactly what they're asking, how much they know. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, just, I think, a great blueprint when kids bring up a lot of different things. Yeah. But I would say Mm. to your story, John, I think that is true for so many kids. In fact, I can think back to January of 2023. I remember sitting with a mom in a consultation, and she had an 11-year-old son. And she said, David, I 100% feel like he knew before Christmas. But he wrote a letter to Santa. We went through all the same rituals. And and the whole time I kept thinking, is he really going to keep going with this at this point? Mm -hmm. And then the day before he went back to school in January, he said, Santa's not real, is he? And the mom asked a great question. She said, tell me why you think that. And he was like, I've known for probably a year. And she was like, why did you just now bring it up? Hmm, and so yeah. as they developed this conversation, he was able to say, because I wanted to have one last time where yeah. it felt real. That's so sweet. And I, I totally get that. Yeah. The, the, you know what is so great about what you're saying there is is that's so wise because then you don't take that from him by just answering you may, you know, because if he says it's not real and you go, uh, well, what makes you think that? He may have just bought himself one more, yes. you know, holiday of that, yes. which is really what he wants. And I think that's that's such a good word because then as a parent, you can be like, okay, you know, I've wanted, you're right. And he's like, oh, well then, you know, here in two yeah. weeks at Christmas, yeah. now we've just killed the buzz. Yep. But, you it, know, that's that's really great. Is there, that. is it, um, am I being, or anyone listening, are we being... <clears throat> overly dramatic if we're worried about shattering even on some sort of subconscious level some trust that with our kids i mean Hmm. the thing that i don't want my kids to Hmm. think is like oh well they don't mom and dad don't always tell me the truth there's a little bit of like smoke and mirrors sometimes you know even if it came down like one degree or something like i you know Hmm. i don't want to mess that trust up of course you don't and and i think that's a concern for a lot of parents and i don't at all think you are and i think you can meet any question or declaration in that space with a version of exactly what you still wanted i can remember being a kid and really wanting that magic to continue and mom and i wanted that for you Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that we weren't being truthful. We were allowing you to have this experience of something that's magical that really only happens when you're a kid. And for as long as you wanted that magic to still be a part of your experience. And do so you, I think there's a way we can talk. Do that you through. offer something like the millionaire where you can call a millionaire where like in a moment like that, there's a speed dial and you just say that to our kids and we can be like, this is what we feel is what Mr. Day does. Like cameo for kids? Yeah, that, oh my gosh. <laughs> you have just stumbled upon a billion dollar idea. You know, I would love to answer that for you, but watch Counseling what we got cameo. from this. Oh my gosh. And it started here. Equal shares, I just want to say right yeah, now. That's, okay. That's don't do, don't, split. because that's equal your space split. or that's what you do business in. You don't get more of it. Um, okay. One of the things that's unbelievably helpful, and I think too, just to circle back real quick to reiterate what you said, because I think there's so much wisdom in that as much as it sort of feels fun to say, there is a truth about that with sex. There's a truth about that with these big hot topics. Cause I think for me, if I'm not careful and kind of what John inferred earlier, that idea that like, you know, you've been kind of waiting, like, when is it going to come up? Is it again, as we're laughing, but Santa sex, whatever these things are, you can, as a parent, if if I'm not careful, I'll speak for myself. I'm going to jump it. I'm going to come in too quick. Cause I've been, okay, this is my chance to be a good dad. And when they may not be asking that at all, and so I love that idea of just like asking more questions to feel out where they really are. Cause you may really, you know, jump the shark by kind of going, well, you know, it's funny. And then you give your, and they're like, no, I just meant, you know, like, do we have the doll out this year? And you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and then they're crying and, um, your wife's mad at you. But, um, so, so with, and you, and you said this earlier, one of the other questions I had is like, 
when you think about you know January and you're seeing the the kids again and they're coming in what what are the things that you see the most that would be helpful for parents to hear like what are the tricks or little traps you find with the season and it it could be out of school it could just be the christmas thing it could be gifts like what are the things that you think would be helpful to hear as parents for things that you kind of can cons- and you and you you infer this earlier like when they come back in you can kind of predict what the mm-hmm. things are what are those things that would be like helpful as heads up to us as parents to be thinking about or having an eye on yeah as the season approaches you know i think christmas break like so many things is a double-edged sword hmm. and i think it is all the things we've been saying like this great long opportunity for us to you know have these experiences together as families that we just can't have on a normal weekend or outside of the magic and all the great things about this season and what it also means is the longer breaks for a lot of kids particularly kids with anxiety makes it 10 times harder to get back into school wow and so Mm -hmm. it's both and you know it's not just one or the other and so I see a lot of that in January. That would probably be the top thing I see at that point is, you know, kids who've really settled into a rhythm who maybe had a good amount of anxiety in the August to September stretch who settled in in a great way. And then it's like we went right back to square Mm -hmm. one. Now, what I tend to experience we as a practice do is that it doesn't tend to take the same length of time. Like there's more muscle memory that I think kids have on board at that point. It's like, yeah. okay, so let's say it took four to six weeks to settle in at the front of the school year. I, I would argue for a lot of kids, it'll take one to two to settle in mm-hmm. for them on the other side of that. But it's a long break. It's enough time to get really out of the rhythms and the yeah. routines. And that starting up again, is really hard. And so I would say that's probably the biggest thing I see. Wow. Just again, that's dysregulation, right? Just yeah. that idea that the rhythms and everything's changed. And I would argue, you know, for parents listening, think about what it feels like for you. I felt it on Monday of this week. I mean, we were off for a whole mm-hmm. week at Thanksgiving, and on right. Monday it was like, oh my goodness, this is the longest day in my head. It's like, this is a normal Monday. It's, right. not, <laughs> yeah. it's not the longest day. You just haven't done this in yeah. the last seven days. And yeah. so watch for you know we have all the resources on board of adults and kids simply don't have that mm-hmm. and so of course again it's take longer like to you said grace free. that's where that grace, grace gets set. Yes. Yeah, yeah. being okay with no yes. it's not going to be a smooth transition and those things should be expected and that's okay yeah well said that's really well said so when you look back on how, how old are your kids so my oldest is 23. She's getting her master's degree. And then my twins thing. are 21. They're juniors <laughs> in college. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So all young adults. Yeah. Okay, so how many degrees total are in the Thomas house? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't answer that. Please don't answer that. I really don't want you to answer that. Um, so when you look back at, you know, like you're looking at Dave and I and, and where we are in life the ages that our kids are. Is there anything that when you think back during those times around the holidays and your traditions and your house and all that kind of stuff, is there anything that you, like what are the things that you really miss and what are the things that you look back and you're like, I would change this. I would would alter this or whatever, this or that. Mm. Can I first say this? You guys, like it's so fun to have this perspective and to think back to those moments. And I was with a set of parents today whose kids are just at each other right now, which siblings can just be in any given moment. And I remember my kids being at each other and to watch them as friends. Now, Mm. like this past week, like they would get up some mornings and go get coffee, the three of them together and bring it back to the rest of us. And to think, okay, you wanted to throttle each other at one point when you were 13 and 15. Right. And look at this now. Like, it's yeah. just so fun. And I'll offer that as encouragement to any parent listening whose kids are in the midst of what looks like in this moment. Yeah. You know, like they will never want to spend time together or have mm-hmm. Thanksgiving together as right. adult siblings. And we just, we don't have all the information yet. You know, right. they're still developing people. And I would say, you know, thinking back, I, to that question, John, I probably miss the magic the most. Like I miss mm. having kids who, yeah. you know, 
I could hear those little footsteps upstairs. Like they just could not stay in bed one more minute and they wanted to come downstairs. I'm glad they lived see. upstairs. I thought this was, this was turning into a scary story all of a sudden. I was like, wait, were you safe? What was happening? I missed that. And I remember when they became teenagers loving the fact that they would sleep in on Christmas morning. Like yeah. that was amazing. My right, wife and I would be right. up for an hour and a half, you know, yeah. having had coffee and like 3 they haven't even rolled over. And I was so, going to say that's got to be an interesting, I've never actually thought about that. That's got to be an interesting flip because like, you know, Right now, what's fun when our kids are home is the opposite of that. They actually, like, we can sleep in, even though they may be getting up early and they can function now, which is great. But Annie and I, you know, because we're not running carpool or going to yeah. work or whatever, you know, taking them to school mainly, you know, they can sleep in. But it's funny to think there's going to be a day where you're up an hour and a half early, like sitting, twiddling your thumbs, waiting for can them to want to come down. That's no, crazy you. to think can you about. Imagine? No, it's crazy to think about. Yes. I got some will happen. books over. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, everybody. I just kicked a huge It will happen, gentlemen. Yeah, that, but that is good. I can't. That's funny to think. I mean, in, in such a beautiful picture of having kids, that just that thing that like for a season it's like this, and then it completely flips, and then for a season and really probably forever it's kind of like that. That's crazy to think. When you about. see your kids like last week going out and hanging and, and getting coffees and coming back, and you're hearing the conversations <laughs> they're having. I mean, <laughs> I knew, I knew when he said that. I was like, John, yes, it is like this is what we at this, this is, stage. <laughs> yes, with my girls, ten and eight, I'm like, I can imagine in that moment, I would think, we did it, we we won. They're they're friends. They're out. They're getting degrees like crazy. <laughs> they have good taste in coffee. I mean, the two most important things. <laughs> Do you just feel like s- such relief? Or would you say like no, it doesn't really ever end. I'm still I've it's just different lists of worries now. Both and hmm. uh-huh. yeah, I, I would say I think I was about to say all parents. I really do think all parents hmm. I've ever spent time with want their kids to have a friendship outside of them totally. that is going to yeah. last beyond when we're not here, and mm-hmm. to get to see evidence of that that they genuinely like each other mm-hmm. like they would choose to be together and yeah. and they ask great questions with each other like all of that does feel like something mm-hmm. that was so incredibly important to get to see some yeah. fruit of that um and there are just new worries in fact if mm-hmm. if i were even thinking back to the original question you asked my wife and i had a conversation about that when we got home of what it's like to no longer be in a space where we had a lot of control over their decisions. Hmm. Right. I mean, right. just as the reality. Now, ultimately, none of us have control over any of this journey of parenting. And, and it's yep. an illusion to think we do. But yep. in those seasons, it's like, you can't drive. You can't pay the rent. Like, yeah. you, really, <laughs> yeah. you really are dependent on me. Yeah. And what it's like to have young adults and to realize, like, you can decide yeah. where you want to go to school and what you want to do and who you want to date and what you want your summer job to be and all those things. Mm-hmm. And I have a few opinions about some yeah. of those things and those aren't needed, you yeah. know, unless they're asked. I mean, <laughs> right. My, right. my kids will say like, you know, mom and dad, what do you think about that? Which yeah. is fun to be able to have conversation. But at the end of the day, they're going to make whatever decision they're going right. to make and they should. That's mm-hmm. the right thing to do. But it's, it's scary to let go of having had 18 years of a lot of ownership and oversight. Yeah, well said. And pouring in, just like yes. a lot of information coming from you toward them. Yes. <laughs> we Dave, have fun. We have fun. Yeah, we have fun. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, enough with the fun. Let's get down Whoa. to some serious business. <laughs> okay, right now. okay. All right. Butcher Box, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have yeah. all yep. you need for tasty, stress-free holiday season. Mm-hmm. For a tasty, stress-free no, holiday season. No, 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 no. It doesn't need to, to be say. singular. <laughs> it's 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 plural, John. Tasty, We're all having stress-free it. holiday seasons. However many of those you want to have. Yeah, <laughs> With high-quality protein delivered right to your door. Sometimes the best gifts is our laughter. That's but right. But they're also 
the ones you give yourself. But we can't laugh without ButcherBox because we wouldn't have the energy to. <laughs> no, and ButcherBox <laughs> is here to help you treat yourself to more delicious, wholesome meals. Mm-hmm. They take the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat with humanely raised beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and more delivered to your doorstep. Not in the neighbor's yard. They're not going to throw no, it no, in your no, backyard. No. They, they wouldn't do that. At, well, they wouldn't now. After a long and busy day, mm-hmm. there's no better feeling than knowing I can skip the grocery store Ugh. because I have food I can trust already waiting for me in my freezer. A variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value, plus exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, guides, tips, and hacks. They also make sure that their members are taken care of. ButcherBox offers great deals on high-quality meat that's hard to come by at the grocery store, like free-range USDA-certified organic chicken wings. You like chicken wings, John? Dave, chicken wings introduced me to blue cheese Mm. dressing, right? Which made me wonder why the blue and blue was spelled funny, which then led me to the French language, which brought me to this very balcony in Paris overlooking the Arc de Triomphe along the Champs-Élysées at sunset. I mean... But why do you ask? Oh, uh, well, anyway, yeah, so because ButcherBox has a smoking deal on chicken wings, oh, which actually comes as a big relief to me because while I love chicken wings, mm-hmm. it seems they're a different price depending on what day of the week it is. Oh my gosh. And that's very confusing. Last Tuesday, they were 75 cents. Friday, what? Three bucks. What? Tuesday, a dollar. No. Thursday, two. John, I'm getting confused with the whole thing. I don't understand. But now I know. If you're paying for chicken wings, you're doing it wrong, John. Uh, David. So sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dadville and use the code dadville to get free chicken wings for a year, people. That's three pounds of free-range organic chicken wings free in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash dadville and use that code dadville. Folks, did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? Don't love those numbers. <laughs> but this doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. But how do they do it, Dave? I mean, you guys calm down. I'm going to answer that, okay? Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. In fact, go to Nutrafol.com slash men right now to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Maybe you can be like the 84% of men in a clinical study which showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code DADVILLE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter the promo code DADVILLE. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code DADVILL. Tell them Dave sent you. Dave. John, we all love summer, and our oh, kids yeah. especially love summer, but yep. we lose that consistent schedule of when kids are in school, and that yep. can create some summer child care problems. You know what? Thankfully, though, Dave, <gasps> there's a solution. What? Windy. That's W-Y-N-D-Y. Listen, it's an app that connects families to college student nannies literally in minutes. These nannies are background checked, interviewed, and honestly, just awesome, Dave. That's right, John. And Wendy has been around for seven years and has been used by over 20,000 families. There are hundreds of qualified college student nannies on Wendy near you, working full or part-time. All you have to do is go to wendy.com slash dadville to start searching for a nanny. And as a special offer... They're going to knock off 50 bucks off your search if you go through that link. Wendy provides top-notch service 
but at a fraction of the cost of traditional nanny agencies Ooh. and no ongoing fees. Okay, so here's how it works. Go to windy.com slash dadville to start your search. A Windy concierge will find great matches for your job and set up interviews for you. You can choose the one you like. Get started now because there are a lot of parents out there looking for nannies for the summer. That's right. Go to wyndy.com slash dadville. One of the things, that I'm, and I guarantee you're going to feel the same, but I can't imagine something I'm dreading, which is such a beautiful thing to dread, is like, I can see, <laughs> I can just so see me sitting in this house, and I hear the footsteps, and that you know, it's the 18-year-old footsteps, you know, where they're, uh-huh. do, 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 they come down, and I'm sort of sitting there, and like, what are y'all doing? Like, oh, we're going to grab some coffee. I'm like, yeah. Just y'all? Is it, oh no, that is you can't, y'all, no y'all go get out of here, get out of here. I'm, mine is actually just empty, but you know what? No, I'm just gonna and like okay, and they leave, and you're just sort of like the bittersweet feeling, which I, I'm, I'm imagining you have of like this is wonderful slash. Please take me. Yes. Just, yeah, like, I, wanna, I used to have to drive you there. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. Like you know, and then when they come in, what y'all talk about? Oh, nothing. No, just any, just a little nugget of anything would just be so, just would just feed my heart to know that, you know, that's got to be such a struggle, you know, and to the point, and John, you should probably ask this question, but it sets it up really well. When you think about, because it's funny, like we talked about this and ask when I'm done introducing it, but like when you think about expectations, because it does have to do with Mm -hmm. that too. It's like, John's going to ask one version of it, but you know, like as a parent, you're in a season and we, and we still are, honestly, it's a different version of expectation, but like, you know, I'm carrying expectations into these holidays, whether I want to admit it or not of like the magic or how much they want to be with me or like a movie. I can't wait to watch that. They maybe suddenly don't want to watch anymore. But I mean, you're in a really interesting season of that where it's like, you know, you, you don't get to see them all the time. And then when they come home, I can't imagine the discipline you have to have around, like, I just want some time with y'all, but y'all keep going and hanging out with each other, or you want to see your friends, or that's got to be so hard. Which they always do want to see their friends, and that's so on target developmentally, like Mm -hmm. they should. Yeah. And if, you know, any parent listening would think back to your college experience, Oh man, did you go home wanting to spend endless hours with your mom and dad? No. And so knowing that that's developmentally appropriate and right on target and then figuring out how do I, I love the way you asked that Dave, just how do I manage my expectations in the midst of that? And so there's a lot of opportunity for clear communication on the front side of saying, Hey, and so we've just learned, we have a a group text with our young adult kids and we'll just say, Hey, everybody mark off the 21st. We're going to go to this concert. The 23rd, we're going to do this, that sort of thing. How does that work for everybody? And and then knowing they've got a lot of freedom around that to mm-hmm. work, see friends, all the different Golly. stuff that they want to do. I haven't even thought of that now. I'm like, I'm already sad and we're like a decade from I that. Know. Well, and when I, when I think about that time, I always just hope that like the, the scenario that Dave, you were painting when like they're going to get coffee and you're like, I would kill to just, <laughs> I'm just going to drive behind y'all, your leave hair. your windows down so I can hear just yeah. y'all laughing. And I'm like, I hope that I can keep that in check and just be there. I'll be here whenever you guys yeah, yeah. want to come. I want to, I yeah. want to be that yeah. knowing full well, I'm probably going to be just burning inside, just mm-hmm. wanting to just be with them Do you know, all um, the time. Because I want you to ask the second part of your version of that, yeah. but really quickly, one thing, an anecdote I heard that I, 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 I don't even want to say it out loud because it breaks my heart so much, but I think it's so true. And, and the woman, the one, so a mom said this about her son. You maybe have heard this, but it is just so, I think about this so much. I remember telling Annie and she was like, it's so true, but it's so sad. And and this is really about moms and sons. But she said it just feels, in the best way, it just feels like a long breakup. Because you start so mm-hmm. close, and then the older they get, the further they get, and the more they need to be independent. But you never change how you feel. Yeah. And I, and it's yeah, not true, yeah. you know, and that's true with with me and my daughter and but it globally it's just true kind of in general you know it's you you just kind of you know you have to sort of see them off and that's that's a successful parent is being able to give them the wings they need to fly not sort of clipping them so they always want to be with you all the time you know and so 
to your point, I'm like, this conversation is like making me feel a lot of things yeah. I wasn't ready to feel yeah. quite yet. So you won't be back home for a while. But tell, uh, <laughs> but you had a point well, you wanted to make that I think it's really great. Yeah, and I, I had a question that I was, I was talking with Dave before you got here, David, that, and going back and forth on asking this. And I do want to say, I have to, I have to say up front to any of my family who is listening, I'm not talking about my family. Love my well, family. Well, you said before, you you said Dave? expressly, Dave, this is really about my journey with my particular <laughs> family. <laughs> and you named an aunt. You did. You I did. did. No. Lisa. Susan. No, um, no Lisa but it, it's Susan. such a, like, we just had Thanksgiving. and on A lot Inst- of us did. A lot of us did. Yeah. Not everyone. Yeah. And uh, on Instagram, there were a, a copious amounts of hilarious memes, you know, sort of, you know, on the subject of family getting together with, they think opposite of you on every issue of in, in humanity and life. And you're going to be sitting at the dinner table and how to like, there was this one with like a, a, a guy with a sweatshirt on and it was like unvaccinated and ready to talk politics, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. <laughs> what a great shirt. So, and I'm saying with my family, I don't, we, we don't fall into that classic sort of scenario i'm like that's just not a thing i'm saying that for any family listening (laughs) but it does when i was thinking of some of the things that we could talk to you about i was thinking a lot of people know that the dinner's on the calendar on the 24th or whatever all the family's going to get together and they're thinking every year i go in with expectations that i'm gonna whoever it is like a cousin or or a uncle or whatever that we're going we're gonna to be able to talk about these certain things and we're going to connect and we're going to, you know, this is the year. And then it, they have some sort of blow up mm. and then their expectations are dashed and then they're, you know, it's tense. And I was thinking, I wonder what David Thomas's thoughts are on just the idea of just, it feels like you're limiting a relationship, but just limiting the relationship and being like you know what we're never gonna be close on x y and z maybe we will just take a step back and you know we'll talk about the weather or whatever i it's a it's a i was debating on asking it because i'm like the more i try to parse out how to ask this question i'm not sure what it actually is but it but just that general idea of expectations around Mm -hmm. those who are going to be sitting around the dinner table who we know we don't see eye to eye on on all these really important life issues maybe and is it okay to just you know the grace that you talked about um a while ago can this fall under that grace yes it can and yeah. and should in my opinion mm-hmm. and i w- i would first say i have a dear friend who says <laughs> this makes me laugh every time i think about it because i think there's so much truth in it that Expectations are just resentments waiting to happen. Okay, that's how I, w- I had half that phrase. Yeah, yeah. And waiting I think to happen. Yeah. There's some truth to that. Yeah. And so, if we consider the possibility that you know we do set ourselves up for failure sometimes, and others, and mm-hmm. in the expectations we'll have for ourselves, and you know, even back to our question on the front side of the conversation about how we'll structure the holidays, you know, like thinking about that for ourselves first, for others second. And I would nextly say, I think there is a lot of opportunity as we think about our kids to model humility and civility in those moments. Hmm. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think there's yeah. so much opportunity for learning for kids when we're at the Thanksgiving or Christmas table with people that we're really different from and we aren't aligned in our worldview or our beliefs in terms of what does it look like practically to have conversation together, to disagree with respect, Mm -hmm. to, you know, honor their humanity and their dignity regardless of what comes out of their mouth. Like, I think there's so much opportunity for learning there. I like the way that's framed. If if you frame it through the eyes of the kids and this you want your kids to see that absolutely and if if we don't test so you're saying kids watch us i am saying they do a lot of that (laughs) okay no they just listen to what we say they don't okay this feels confusing now to me because i feel like that was and if we entertain that possibility 
we see those moments, mm. I think, as opportunity. That's great. And and you know what I would lastly say I think it's opportunity for, and in particular, both of you having daughters, you know, I talk so much about how many girls have the superpower of intuition. And it fascinates me how mm. early mm. we see girls make observations about other family members and our interaction with them, like they just pick up on those things. And that's not to say yeah, boys yeah. don't, but it yeah. is to say girls often do earlier. And mm-hmm. when they comment on those things, like, you know, I had a, a parent say that to me today, like my daughter who's 10 said, you get really mad at your sister, mom. Like it was the first time she wow. thought about her aunt as her mom's sister and this person who flips her switch a lot. And yeah. And what does it look like to affirm our daughter's intuition in those moments. Wow. You know, to say, sweetheart, that's amazing that you wow. notice yeah. family dynamics in that way. Like, what else did you notice? Like, there's another opportunity yeah. to ask yeah. questions that mm. if we pretend like what she's seeing or he's seeing is not true, I think we're, we're basically saying, don't trust your intuition. Wow. You know, yes. that was wrong, as opposed to saying, you know what? You were right. And yeah. I've had countless kids say mm. that, like, I had a kid one time say, my dad talks really mean to my grandmother. You know, it was this awareness, like, his my grandmother is his mom, you know, and he's on me all the time about respecting my mom, and he talks to her kind of mean. So watch for those opportunities as well. So I think there's opportunity for modeling humility and civility and then teaching kids to trust their intuition. And I think the other layer of that is the acknowledgement that, you know, if we think about our friendships, like what we're – modeling for kids what we're living in our own lives and what we know our kids are going to live is this reality that there will be some friends that you're closer to and others not as much Mm -hmm. so and that's true with family as well yeah and so that's normal there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that we don't need to feel guilty about that and there'll just be certain relationships friendship and family that we'll be more drawn to and then there'll be certain ones that it'll be a little more complicated and we'll Mm -hmm. figure out how to model some Humility and civility, hopefully, in the midst you know, of this. You know, one of the best things I've heard in this space, I, I hadn't even thought about this until you started talking, Dave, but like um, Joseph Shields, who's a good friend of mine that goes to church with us, um, taught on the Ten Commandments. And something he said that I have thought so much about when it was about honor your father and mother, which I think applies here, stay with me, um, is he said, you know, for those of us that have parents that are harder or we disagree with or it's broken relationships he said what i think that looks like is that you find the things in them that are honorable and honor those so and i thought what a wonderful way to think about that because it it suddenly helps me and thankfully i have a good relationship with my parents but you know there's 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 always somebody in your family or that dinner table whatever that you're like this person just rubs me the wrong way or i don't you know i don't know what to say to them whatever and it, I thought that was such a beautiful thing. It's like, what is the thing in them that's honorable? Or you can honor them with by saying mm-hmm. like, hey, dad, I know you love this team. How are they doing this year? Or like, hey, I saw that you finished that thing at work. What was that like? You know, just finding those things that you can. Yes. But I was like, what? But I think I, I would imagine that applies too in these scenarios where you're like, how can I navigate this tricky relationship or this thing that, and instead finding the thing you're like, no, this feels like something we can actually talk about that, honors them they yeah. feel you know I think that's, seen that's totally applicable i think that's great you know it's a great way of of backing up and not just seeing the person for the one issue that you disagree on yeah like right crazy right. Well aunt well whoever said. who is a flat earther or whatever yeah you know? yeah what, what is that why is that bad I'm sorry. Can we pause for a second? That felt very accusatory. We're um, getting a lot of. <laughs> I mean, jeez, guys. Topics for days. Like, <laughs> the sound you hear is the bubble bursting. Yeah. Just so you know, yeah. that is. We've what shattered that a lot of your worldview. <laughs> Indeed. Can I say this too, guys? As as we're thinking on that question, we talk a lot about how when it comes to kids, all behavior is communication of some kinds. We talk mm. of some kind. We talk a lot mm-hmm. about that. I think that's a hundred percent percent true with adults as well Hmm. and so to the question we're discussing wonder what it would be like if i got curious about uncle ricky who's wearing that sweatshirt Mm -hmm. and wondering what's behind that that sweatshirt i had a a conversation with one of my colleagues and he had a (laughs) well no pants (laughs) we all know that guy we know opr he's here again (laughs) 
he had a mom who kind of launched into him in a, a session and we were talking a little bit about what had happened in their exchange and I you know found myself asking him the question you know based on your history with her like what do you think is going on in her life that mm. is so out of control that she would feel the need to try and control you in all the ways she attempted to do and our office manager on the way out of the building. You know, like there is so much desperation for control with this mom that I just can't help but be curious about. I wonder what is out of control. And he said the majority of her life is out of control. Her ex-husband's out of control. Her 14-year-old son feels out of control. And so Mm. it's, again, if we... If we start from that place and knowing that all behaviors, communication of some kind, it it could, it may not, but it could move us toward more curiosity, yeah. which I think could be helpful Man, that's for good. us and for our kids to see. That's really good. I mean, let's vote him back in, everybody. He just won. Around. Real oh. election. Yeah, unanimously. It's done. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Is it, do, are we the only two voters? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I think it's just <laughs> me, oh, oh, okay. Well, I need to try to get on the ballot. Uh, okay, so we we appreciate your time, and so we're going to read so much. you. We're going to lead you into the speed round. Okay. Now the election can be lost in the speed round. <laughs> no, oh, no. He just said, said it's a sole voter. As John's so. being the sole voter, he gets to make up the rules he wants. Okay, yeah. f- first question: favorite Christmas movie? A Christmas Story. Oh wow, mm-hmm. you knew. Okay, that's a good one to have as your favorite. Because that's got to be the most played Christmas movie. Yeah, of all time. Of all time. Don't you think? And I use this scene of the tongue on the pole in the class I teach on boys as no. this beautiful oh. picture of so much of who boys are. Oh, like my I gosh. Think I could honestly teach for an hour and a half about boy development just off that just two off minute that. clip. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I love it. What, like, what is the overarching theme? So I talk a lot about how boys act before they think and girls tend to do more of the opposite and that is a perfect picture of yeah. acting before yeah. thinking yeah. like th- their genuine fascination if you watch it this year like pay attention to the way they all lean in when his tongue sticks upon they're like yeah. it worked it really worked <laughs> and no one had thought through what are we going to do what if it works yeah, yeah like it's such <laughs> God, a great so snapshot true. of that we're living for today yeah uh, favorite Christmas album Dave and I both have a couple okay, so let's just think about it tell that. me yours well, we have a few. How much time do you have? If okay, th- th- another way maybe to give some. Uh, you're like, this is the album that starts my Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good way to put it. This is a really tough question, gentlemen, because I have a lot that I love, but you know, I, I grew up on Amy Grant's first Christmas album. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is hard not to go back to that yeah. it's so good it is so, so good. good yeah and and you know i have had an opportunity to see her show at the ryman multiple times over the years yeah and it's like there are a few things that make me as teary and i think it's yeah. just so wrapped up in so much mm-hmm. memory and goodness yeah. Oh, yeah i love that um okay favorite christmas tradition Favorite Christmas tradition would, we have a lot. So if I have to pick one, I would say um, we draw names within our family, like just my wife and I and three kids. And you can't, you know, when they were little, little, you couldn't spend more than $5. So the majority of those gifts were made or Sometimes they would wrap something that was in their room, but it has to have meaning of some kind. So they would have to talk about the meaning, and I could weep thinking about mm. the different gifts and the stories. And, and even now, like we purposely don't do more than $25 at this point, and, and it's so much fun to watch You'll my young adult. Yes, my oh, young adult kids that. get That's cool. so excited about that gift. So I love that. I kind of want to onboard that. I want to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's sure. fun. Um, favorite Christmas gift? That you've given someone. Obviously, today you have given all our listeners mm, the that. gift of your oh, wisdom. Let's say that. that that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's for me. I would say, hands down, um, we gave our kids a puppy one year. That was their childhood dog that we sadly lost in the summer. And... Just this past summer. Yes. Wow. Yes. Was this beloved lab named Owen. And yeah. so 
Oh, um, that's a great name. It, it, it was that thing where it's like, I just kind of wish every kid could get one puppy throughout their yes. growing up. Mm. You know, there's something oh. so magical about that experience. Say and that, so, look at John when you say that again. John, just look at me time. while I say that again. Yeah, just hey, say, say that really slowly. I want to give our girls a puppy. I would love to do that. But my daughter is really allergic. Yeah, I feel like that's that's, that's okay. you're overblowing it just because she can't breathe. She gets overblown. <laughs> she does her if face. Dog gets <laughs> um, and you could think about a different animal, possibly giraffe. That's true. Well, our girls, anaconda. Our younger one really Muskrat. really wants a bunny. And Amy, we're not. We need to be on the same team here. I'm just like, do you know when you have a bunny? Yeah. And you got the cage and all that. You, do you know what that smells like? Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. I love bunnies. That didn't feel there like There are plenty did. around the, the neighborhood that, <laughs> that are feels, Everything you say makes me believe that sentence less I'm than you're saying, saying after it. I love the idea of bunnies. And see, know? now you changed the whole tune to it. <laughs> the idea of bunnies. <laughs> You've gone from loving bunnies. I like bunnies. trick cereal. That's the only thing. That's as far as I can go. You like books oh, about man. bunnies. You loved yeah. Roger Rabbit. Um, okay, finally, what is the favorite Christmas gift you've gotten? Favorite Christmas gift? Now, obviously, gift today we've, we've given you this a You have. I, I, don't, I don't know how to top this. So, could I do the second then? Yes. Today's been yes, the after this, greatest gift yeah. I've been given. Um, my parents surprised us with a trip one year, and I can still remember going to California and what that was like and that not knowing and then the excitement of like boarding a plane. And so like, I, Oh, you didn't know when you got on. No. Oh, like, I love just that. Just the oh, experience cool. of that whole thing. And, and that I still have really strong memories around, you know, how what that time was like. I was like a young adult. Like it was, oh, wow. it was a later in life kind of thing, but That's it was so like cool. super intentional and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love experiential gifts. Yeah, I really do. I'm I'm kind of all about that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. that that's so true. We, yeah, yeah, I think that's something Annie is so good at. She's so good at like what what can we do that you know? I mean, y'all are that way too, John. It's like giving them that becomes a mem like a you yeah. know like a core memory as opposed to one more thing they break or lose yeah. in the first three days. Yeah. Um. David, once again, just congratulations on the big win. Um, another um, <laughs> how long is the term reelection? Well, you're the voter. A six know. year term. Wow. Uh, yeah. My contract's at ten. <laughs> is it ten? Okay. I want six know. guaranteed. <laughs> I really want to know who wrote that contract. That. <laughs> uh, thank you again, David. Merry Christmas. I love being with you guys. Always. <laughs>